You gotta be kidding me. Card. Card. So much F1. Have you started recording? Okay, start recording. Also, we never clapped. That might have also... Beautiful. It's gonna be an all time of the night. Alright, Rome, I got something for your ass. What are we driving? Welcome back to the Fast 5-Minute Podcast. Uh, it's good to see you. I'm glad you made it. Uh, for us, we've been here for 20 minutes. And I'll explain to, yep. to you why right now. <laughs> Which, would you like to, guard? <laughs> uh, you know, I will. Um, okay. <laughs> a little bit of an oopsie-daisy for me. Stone and bit. I just had uh, quite a long conversation between the two of us that I enjoyed as friends uh, that it we were nice. both hoping to enjoy as podcast hosts uh and i failed to press record he didn't record the entire the entirety of f123 the intro and the ad i just talked so much about f1 it's uh and it's uh even worse because it's stone's most exciting um (laughs) race it was the last race of the year so that's my b on that one biggest in the biggest joke of all time guard unbeknownst to himself played a hilarious prank on me yeah this and was made me not talk very excited <laughs> about F1. This was F1 not a planned bit, but it was like the a good 15 bit. minutes, yeah. and he'd forgotten to record. <laughs> which guard? I'm not gonna lie, I'm not mad, and but I am kind of excited that you did this first because one of us was going to, we were bound to, and yeah. as long as you did it I first, was really I was really hoping in, you I was, fucked it up first. Yeah, I'm I was feeling about good about it. myself. I will say, um, it was poetic that the meanest bit I did was by accident. <laughs> Because of that, Guard recorded some uh, special sound bites, and I'm just going to try to sprinkle them into the F123 because mostly it's just me talking like usual. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> uh, so it's just going to be me talking with sound bites of Guard being excited, like this one. Oh, yeah. And this one of him being skeptical. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and things like that. So uh, we'll get through this together. Um, us as podcast hosts and you as our faithful li- listeners, <laughs> we we appreciate your understanding. And is this just making more work for myself by editing this together? Probably, but I don't want to re-record it. Um, I was and... wondering. I was uh, about to say we <laughs> should re-record, but you uh, you said we could do this. So sorry, future. Yeah, Stone, we'll we'll see how it goes. This. It's only F one two three. And it's only the most excited I've been about it. It's only Stone's favorite thing and the the uh, culmination of the entire season. It is. Um... However, Stone, we've probably been talking about <laughs> F1 a lot by now in the episode. Well, this is... Okay, now we're... Now we're about recorded to talk the about intro. it No, we've recorded the intro again. Yes. Maybe I'll put some of the old intro in. Now, I've cut still. together F123. Oh, you have to do the ad, so let's do that real quick. Uh, Stone, this week brought to you by being able to see the moon during the day. Isn't that weird? I have bet you've never thought about it before, but you've never discussed it out loud. Third grade, you definitely thought it was wild. Being able to see the moon during the day. Thank you. <laughs> that, was, that was even better the second time. Guard. <laughs> Yes. Now let's get to the F1 <laughs> segment in the show, I think is where we're at. 
And if it's just a montage of me saying things, it's because I couldn't edit it together in a meaningful way. We mm-hmm. appreciate your patience, and we love you. <laughs> hey, guard. It was the last race of the F1 season. It's done now. Oh, you're kidding me, dude. Yes. And by a whole year, it's like back in three months. So. Oh, you're kidding me, dude. <laughs> um, yeah. It's the last of the season of F1, 2, 3. Maybe we'll have to rework the format next F1 season, guard. Who knows? Uh-huh. But, but we're not straying off that path today, guard. I'm going to tell you three things. You ready? Yeah, for sure, man. Thing one, because I knew you like fun facts, and I didn't have one for this race. Um, the majority of the U.S.'s baking soda production comes from the Green Basin, uh, Green River Basin in Wyoming. Did you know that, guard? Oh, you're kidding me, dude. Yeah, I didn't know that. I found that out today. I googled, I googled, <laughs> where do you find baking powder in the store? Because I'm like, is it with the baking or is it somewhere else? I don't know where else it would be. Um, <laughs> and that was, but that was the first answer on Google. It wasn't what I was looking for, but it was a fun fact. I didn't know that. Oh, you're kidding me, dude! Shout out Green River, Wyoming, for your baking soda production. Thing number two. Um, you made a bet. Okay, we're going to insert thing number two from right here. Okay. <laughs> thing number two, guard. Yep. <laughs> is that you bet, uh, you did a bet. What was your bet? Well, Hallstone, uh, do we want to tell the audience why I'm laughing? We'll tell it after this. They'll okay, already know it. Yeah. So I, out of order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet one on Alfa Romeo to double podium. Yes, you did. You bet one dollar. And how did they finish? Or how did that bet go, guard? <laughs> Please tell us. Awful, really bad. Did you win? I, no. You didn't win. All I know is that uh, neither of them got on the podium. Neither of them got on the podium because neither of them finished the race. They both were did not finish. Big old goose egg. Uh, retired awesome. before the end. They couldn't have gone worse for you, guard. Okay, awesome. Couldn't That's have gone awesome. worse for them and the team. They did the worst they could possibly do, and it was both of the drivers' last drives in F1. And here's a clip of Stone telling a fun <laughs> anecdote about uh, that guy being on a yacht during a race. Yeah, here it is. Um, so Kimi Raikkonen, he didn't finish the race, and um, it was his final race, and he was a world champion. This is a side note. It's just a funny story. <laughs> and um, he notoriously doesn't give a fuck. He's the Finnish dude. Cool. And uh, he, he got knocked out of the race and got voted driver of the day by the viewers as a homage to his great career. Didn't even get to acknowledge it because he'd already left. <laughs> cool. There's another famous story of him where he's racing in Monaco. Uh, you know Monaco. It's where Iron Man raced in Iron Man 2. Cool. Um, and he crashed out in Monaco, and instead of walking back to the garage for his debrief, he walked to his yacht that was parked next to the racetrack and just partied with his friends until the end of the race. The race was going, and the camera people were zooming in on him, like drinking beers on his yacht. Awesome. Absolute legend. And he was a world champion. <laughs> My second bet was that you didn't was, know about was for Nikita Mazaspin to win the race at and, one to 50,000 odds. And guard, in the, in the funniest turn of events you <laughs> ever did see, Mazaspin, Nikita Mazapin, 
Cool. Didn't even race in the race uh, because he caught COVID. Hilarious, Garden. Wow, great news. You picked the worst two bets possible, and they were already horrific bets, and somehow they, they were the, the, lo- the longest possible odds, and they became longer from how uh, what happened, so that's great. And Gard, um, now you have to watch F1 so you can make better bets in the future. You know what? Uh, that's a good idea. I'm going to not watch it, of course. That sounds awful, but I'm going so maybe to... Maybe take my advice. So, yeah, I'll set a goal to win a bet between the two of us, between my money and you telling me what to bet on. Let's let's win that. a bet next year. I love that. Um, okay, great. That was thing number two. Cut here, yep. Stone, in the future. So uh, thing number three, and I hate to do this to you, Garth, but it's just the whole race. I want to talk to you about it. It was the most amazing race I've ever witnessed with my own two eyes. Holy shit. Guard, we went into this race, Lewis Hamilton going for his record-breaking eighth title. Max Verstappen going for his first, tied on points. I think it was 369.5. Holy shit. We started the race. Max was on pole, and Lewis got him off the line. So Max was now in second. Holy shit. Lewis took the lead out, and it looked like Max wasn't going to win. It was sad for me and everyone else who wanted a new winner for fucking once. Yeah, for sure, man. Then the mid-game strategy came in a little to play where uh, Lewis pitted, which put him behind who was in third place, which was Max's uh, teammate, Checo, the Mexican. Very cool dude. Oh, yeah. Um, we talked about him during the Mexican Grand Prix, uh, if you remember that far back. Oh, yeah. And they straight up told him, hey, dude, stop Lewis Hamilton from getting past you. And Checo said, you fucking got it. And for like three laps, he put up a sick fight. Lewis finally got by him. But at that point, Max had caught all the way back up. Holy shit. And was like within a second of him again. It was amazing. He did a great job. Great team move. So yeah, and he's been a great teammate and he's really helped Max be here in the championship. But then he couldn't get him and is starting to look sad again, guard. We're losing all hope. I was losing hope. Oh, you're kidding me, dude. Exactly. And then we got a virtual safety car guard, which means everyone has to go 40% of their speed. I think there was like debris on the track that someone had to go grab. Oh, you're kidding me, dude. But because of this, Max did a pit stop. and called it, it was, It's called a cheap pit stop because instead of you doing a pit stop with everyone going full speed, you're doing a pit stop where everyone's going 40% speed so you don't lose as much time. Make sense? Oh, yeah. Because they're playing big brain strategy. He has new tires. Lewis has old tires. They might be able to make up this gap and pass him at the very end of the race guard. Oh, you're kidding me, dude. So he gets back out on the track. He's making up pace. He's getting close. But sadly, he wasn't making up enough uh, each lap. Oh, you're kidding me, dude. I know. A guard. He wasn't going to make it. It was looking like... Max wasn't going to catch him. Lewis was going to win his eighth, which was well-deserved. Lewis was driving so good yesterday, but Max just couldn't quite keep up. And then guard. The people fighting for last place. They're still racing hard. Love to see it. Racing hard no matter where you are on the track. Except one raced a little too hard. Shout out Nicholas Latifi. And he put his car into the wall. Uh Uh-oh. Yellow flags. There's a car on the track. Uh Uh-oh. Holy shit. 
Oh, you're kidding me, dude. Uh-oh. What happens when a safety car comes out? It bunches up the grid. So now Max is right behind Lewis Hamilton. And uh-oh, the safety car is going to leave the track with one fucking lap left, guard. Not only did this championship not only did this championship come down to the last race, it came down to the last lap in the last race. And Max sent it up the inside on a corner, got past Lewis, and he couldn't get the spot back after leading all, every single lap up until the last lap. And Max Verstappen won champion of the world for the first time at the age of 24. Oh, yeah. Holy fucking shit, guard. Verstappen? Holy shit. Oh, you're kidding me, dude. Holy shit. You really think the first place guy didn't get screwed? And I agree. <laughs> In this race. Uh-huh. Um, I, I was reading some stuff because the internet's a buzz about it because it's a big ending to a big season. And I saw someone put it well where Max for sure um, kind of didn't deserve that win because it was a random safety car at the end. But also he's been at the other end of that all the season. Like he was in first and one of his tires just blew up and it put him out of the race in Baku or he got crashed out on the first lap by Lewis in, uh, in Silverstone and Lewis went on to win it. So he's had bad luck. So he just got some good luck this time. He might not have deserved the win, but he for sure deserved the championship. So shout out, Max. Uh, Lewis put up a good fight, but he's won too many times, and I'm happy to see someone else win. Yeah, for sure, man. Guard, it was such a good ending to a good season. And Guard, can I tell you um, the best part of the race? The very best part of the race. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I have talked about F1 enough in my apartment to my lovely fiance Brianna that she was excited and got up and watched the race with me so I didn't even have to watch this one alone let's go oh yeah dude so the moral of the story is if you're into something just talk about it non-stop to your significant other and eventually they'll give in they'll give in and they'll enjoy it with you <laughs> okay it worked for me, and I think it'll work for you, too. Yes. Dude, now, how was all of that F1 talk, Guard? We're back after it was, all of it. It was good, man. I really enjoyed it quite a bit. And I, again, I'm going to reiterate, maybe this got cut, maybe it didn't. I'm holding the audience hostage by making them listen to me talk about F1, but soon mm -hmm. they'll enjoy it just like my fiancé has. Um end bit please keep listening please keep listening um i do want to try to change up the format next f1 season so Great. i have three months to think of something yes uh, we will brainstorm will and be back on that one we will we will okay guard, <laughs> guard now with all of that out of the way holy yes. shit <laughs> <laughs> we bring you fast too fast too furious Welcome back to talk, everyone. About Welcome to Too Fast, Too Furious. Guard, you're recording. I am. I'm recording. I'm recording at minute eight thirty-eight. I'm at recording minute twenty-five. So that's so <laughs> upsetting. <laughs> Great. Let's get into it. Uh, Stone, <laughs> how'd the it. episode begin? 
It began with a crossfade from <laughs> a poker game in a garage to a houseboat. Yes, a little scene switcheroony, and it ends with <laughs> a fabulous shirt. A fabulous shirt worn by, you'll never guess who. We won't spoil it yet. Yeah, stick around to the end. Yeah, to find out who's wearing the fabulous shirt. Guard. Yes, Stone. We have just had a night at the club where we then had a meaningless conversation about poker, and Brian had cra- has now crashed in his houseboat. Uh, Stone, I'm glad you bring up the houseboat because... That brings us to the second segment of this episode. <laughs> Woodstone captain that? Woodstone captain that. Great. The long-awaited return of the Woodstone series. Uh, Woodstone <laughs> captain that entails... Uh, how do I put this politely? I couldn't find a the exact houseboat Brian uh, lives on because I guess they're way harder to find than semis. I looked for a super, <laughs> super long time. I found huh. the exact make and year of the semi in the other movie, but I... I could not for the life of me find this one. So So you found a, an appropriate approximation of a houseboat. Yeah, I found a shitty houseboat for sale. Sick, yeah. That's kind of what his is, a shitty houseboat. Now, in all fairness uh, to the people selling this particular houseboat, um, it's nicer, uh, a little bit, tiny bit nicer, I think, than the one Brian has. He, he His has rust all down the side of it, and it looks like just dog shit outside. But Brian's looks nicer inside, so I think combined these are about equal in value. Okay, yeah, his his just for the audience, um, his kind of looks like your college apartment if it were to be in a boat form. That's a great description. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks just like. Just a generic college apartment. <clears throat> yep. Uh, that Brian's living in on the sea. <laughs> on the sea. That's right. Totally normal. Totally normal. Totally normal. So, um, the houseboat in question that you will be telling us, would you Captain Stone, and uh, subsequently live here, by the way, is part of this. Uh, a 1965 Harbor Master. Okay. <clears throat> this uh, particular houseboat is 32 feet long. Uh, it has an open floor plan, one bathroom, and a small kitchen with a propane burner. The okay, top great. deck has room for party guests, exclamation Sick. point. That's very important on a houseboat. Very on a houseboat. That's what you want. Um, and the lister of the boat says, project boat or something to relax on, uh, which <laughs> fits or. the personality of the boat perfectly. He That was listed on there. I didn't make that part up. <laughs> you could either fix it up and make it look presentable or fuck it. Just hang out on it. I like yeah, this which guy. I don't understand how, how that how those two things match a boat personality, but whatever. <laughs> uh, the last fact for you uh, is somewhat concerning. The whole shape is listed as other. <laughs> okay. So it's <laughs> so it's some unknown shape that science hasn't found a word for yet. Uh, presumably, uh, which is concerning in a boat. But a guard, to be fair, what shape is a boat? Boat shaped? Um, I would say oval or square usually. Because it's it's got a it's got a flat back end and a pointy nose. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Yeah, I I don't so know. So if I was making a listing, I don't know what shape I'd call my boat either. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know what the like standard shapes are. So that that's a good point. So I don't know. <laughs> Take got the any other boat as you boys. Will. If we got any boat boys in the audience, let us know what shape a boat is. Yes, please. Uh, now, Stone, out. the the pivotal factor here for this 1965 okay. Harbor Master. <laughs> okay. 
It's listed as a shockingly cheap, and I'm not kidding, this is extremely cheap compared to even other shitty houseboats I found. Okay. $37,000. And that's shockingly cheap? Yes. Most houseboats uh, that I found, even like this old, were like fifty grand and above. Ones as old or as new, depending on how you're looking at it, from like two thousand, are easily a hundred grand and up. Yeah, that makes sense. They're a house and a boat, and yeah, houses are expensive, and so are boats. So I mean, there was a ton I sifted through that were over a million dollars. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, guard, where is this boat located? Great question. On the nearest lake to you. So this houseboat's going to live on Lake Tahoe. Yes, or if you purchase this houseboat, you can choose to move to any body of water you want. Um, <laughs> I guess I don't have a favorite body of water, so <laughs> I guess that doesn't really matter. Um, okay. Not you a, have a favorite uh, body of water guard? Not a body of water guard. I do, yeah, of course, um, as most people do, Stone. What is yours? <laughs> the Mediterranean Sea. That was going to be my joke when you asked me, so good joke, I guess. I don't know. The, you could go with the Black Sea, I guess. You float in that one. I don't know. There's not a great, there's not a lot of water based jokes that are great. Um, guard. Yes. I... To be clear, Stone, this opens you up to living in uh, Miami. You don't have to rent if you choose this that boat. You can live in Miami for no rent. Uh, you can live in... Well, you probably have to... I don't know if you have I'm to pay sure rent on the ocean, rent. I guess. Yeah. At a dock? Yeah. You can't just live in the open sea forever. <laughs> good good point. You have to pay rent uh, if you get this boat. <laughs> I have a feeling where you're going to go with this answer. Huh. Huh. We <laughs> you can live have... off the coast of Italy? It's almost as if two idiots that lived in wyoming their whole life don't know how houseboats work <laughs> uh yes it does seem at like all that. it's almost like that's the thing um now i will guard. say before you answer stone i've spent um a summer or two on a pontoon boat and those slap hard as hell yeah they are i've heard the song yeah uh but guard mm-hmm. i w- will not be captaining this wow Keith would be brokenhearted. Shout out to Keith. Do you Keith. want to know why, Guard? Keith is whose boat I spent the summer on, by the way. Well, well, Keith, do you want to know something? Yeah, and I'm sure he too. does. I'm answering for him. Um, The idea of owning a boat freaks me out. What? Because, why? Because it's like owning a car, but if something goes wrong, it might just sink to a bottom of the lake, of a lake. Oh, yeah, fair enough. That's a good, it's, that's it's, a fair <laughs> point. And not only could it sink to the bottom of the lake, but I'm guessing all of my earthly possessions will be on this boat. You do live there, yeah. My entire, everything I own could just be underwater if something goes wrong, and that frightens me. <laughs> I Yeah, I don't know. Maybe people that have houseboats have like big safe deposit boxes as well. Yeah, you have to be an insane person, person. <laughs> like a Joe Manchin type, to live on a houseboat. Okay, you heard it here first, people on houseboats. Stone thinks you're all insane. I think I think you guys are kind of crazy. That's not in itself a bad thing, but it's like someone that does like motorcycle racing for a living. You have to be a little bit crazy to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't make you a bad person. It just means you're a little crazy to do that thing. Oh, yeah, fair enough. 
<laughs> people that bungee jump for fun and people that live on houseboats are kind of similar if you think about it. <laughs> Definitely. Right? I'm, I'm totally on board with your right, line cool. of thinking Anyways, here. We're on a house. I'm not going to captain it, guard. I, like, All right. I want, to, I want right. to sleep somewhere I can't drown. Well, we might try again later in the uh, <laughs> later in the series. I'm hoping for some more boat action to to do another segment of Woodstone Captain that later on. Dude, we're in Miami. There's a high chance there's going to be some more boat shenanigans. It's kind of what like, I right? thought as well. Um, so I'm looking forward because to that. Because it is, dude. It is like we're in mm. the Fast and the Furious, and as I've already stated, talking about Thai river boats, mm-hmm. boats can be both fast and furious. So we found here's, that out. Here's, Here's to seeing a boat faster and more furious than Brian's houseboat in this movie. Yeah, this boat really isn't fast or furious, now that I think about it. No, I don't think any houseboat is. Um, I think that kind of defeats the purpose. Not a super cool living situation for Brydog so far. Um, He has a cool surfboard in there, which is sick. Hell yeah. Um, And... (laughs) And back to the movie, that thing that we're supposed to be talking about. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, great segment, by the way, Guard. Thank you. Uh, really, really A-plus stuff from you. Um, Thanks for Brian... recording during mine. <laughs> Dude, anytime. Anytime. <laughs> All right, anyway. Brian wakes up, and who does he find in his bed? He Room? finds Weirdly. Monica Fuente. <laughs> Monica Fuentes is here. And let's talk about how Jarringly she so, yeah. Because <laughs> Brian is dead asleep. Uh, no shirt in this houseboat because we're in Miami. It gets hot and sweaty. Mm-hmm. There's no way there's AC on this boat. Nope. Um, and also, Monica Fuentes is dripping wet. <laughs> yeah, she sure is. Did you notice that? I did, yeah. I thought because it was Because I weird. could not get over it. <laughs> yep, thought it was super strange. Guard, why is she wet? Um, I don't know if I know, to be honest with you, Stone. She, because she swam into the houseboat? There's, there's a bunch of, a couple factors. Um, yep. She's showing up in the morning, presumably, yes. mm-hmm. because Brian is sleeping. Um, she's wearing shorts, I don't know, maybe like running shorts, athletic shorts, and a you t-shirt she's that's, covered with sweat, perhaps. That's tied up. I think she might be on a morning jog. Ew. She was like extremely wet. She was so wet, but I don't think she swam. That would be even weirder than a jog, you know? That's true. I Yeah, I guess my brain was just like, oh, sh- they're on a houseboat. She was in the water before this, but why would she have got in the water? Yeah. <laughs> why, why would she have t- taken a nice dip in the Miami ocean before telling Brian important news? Why wouldn't she just show up and tell him? Yeah, that is, that is but really also, bizarre. But also, why would she go for a run? Huh. Yeah, good point. I, I have no idea. That's really weird. Maybe it's just that hot in Brian's houseboat. Maybe she's hot because of Brian. I mean... <laughs> He's well established to be extremely good looking. Yeah, and his shirt is off. Yeah. He's in a so. vulnerable state, perfect five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Looking more handsome than the first movie, I'll say it. What an extremely jarring way to wake up, by the way. <laughs> it really is. A strange person's in your living quarters? Not only that, but then the strange person proceeds to say, hey, they're going to kill you. Yeah, she does say that. Um, I mean, warns him not to go on the run and says, the first thing Brian hears after waking up is not good morning, is just, you're going to die if you continue down this road, Brian. I mean, that's got to be on the top 10 list of worst things to hear right when you wake up in the morning. 
Yeah, they're not, gonna kill you. They're gonna kill you. You've got cancer. You know, none of these are good options. They're currently killing you. Your houseboat's on fire, and it's sinking, <laughs> yeah. and all your earthly possessions are going down with it. All your loved Anything. ones have died. That's a really that would be a, t- a terrible. That's a one. bad one. I yeah. think that's number one, right? And then closely followed by you're actively currently being killed, like someone yeah. has a knife in you <laughs> when you wake up. That's a pretty bad one, dude. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, so she gets in here. One, Brian doesn't lock his doors. He's doing crime for the FBI. Maybe I don't know. Lock your door. <laughs> yeah. The bare minimum of Seems home like security. A really good idea. And then while she's in there, Roman pops in, yeah. saying, "Hey, what the Veroni's fuck? boys are here." Yeah. Everyone just shows up to Brian's fucking houseboat. So, like, <laughs> the reason the Verone boy or the Veroni boys? Do we ever land where that was? By the way. Nope. Always changing. Okay. The reason the Veroni boys are at the. Uh, houseboat is because Verone suspects uh, that Monica and Brian are, I don't know, banging, I guess, or at least that she's there. How does Verone know where the houseboat is? Uh, dude, that's a good question, I guess. Because he didn't know where... follow her there because, like, sh- like, they buy or, like, at least pretend to buy, I guess, that she's not in the houseboat at the end, spoiler for later in the episode. So how did they end up at the houseboat? Maybe they uh, she was gone, so they went to Tej's shop. Because that's oh, where his yeah. houseboat is. It is parked out back, isn't it? I think it is. It's parked in the waterfront property of Tej's shop. Okay, I guess I can buy that. Um, why is she wet? Already, we already talked about that. Looking through my notes, Roman barges in. And uh, he says the immediately assumes, by the way, that they're having sex. Well, to be fair, she has her shirt tied up, <laughs> showing midriff for days. Brian shirtless. They're both very good looking. It's not a far off assumption. Now, to uh, establish they... though, for later, Stone, they have not had sex, and to as my knowledge, back me up on this, or if I'm wrong, let me know. Uh... They haven't shared a kiss yet. Not yet. At this okay. exact point in this episode, not so yet. They, I mean, so there's like no romance between them right now. Maybe they flirted a little bit, I remember, guess. Remember when she touched his wrist while sitting in the crab claws? The, the most romantic yeah. thing that could happen between two star-crossed lovers? I do remember that. So the, the yeah. furthest they've gone is a wrist touch. Yes. Okay, great. Correct. Okay, just wanted to establish that for later on. Um, and then Roman goes out to distract the two goons. He does, and he says some pretty funny stuff, to be honest. Dude, uh, Tyrese, when he's given some okay lines, he delivers them well, and he is a bit of a silly boy that I enjoy uh, on screen. (laughs) Dude, I think he ad-libs the funny stuff. Dude, even if he doesn't ad-lib it, he for sure puts some, uh, some Tyrese into it. The written stuff is so bad. Like, I, yeah, the, yeah. Like the the we're getting a plot point across dialogue is horrible. Yeah, so but that's why I think he okay. ad libs the quips. I could I could see that. Um, he tries to shake hands with them and they don't. <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> okay, so that's the that sets up the funny. He does a joke handshake to both of them, really exaggerated, and neither of them shake his hand, which made me laugh. Well, they pl- they play it straight. It was a funny joke. Um, yeah. He asks if they're still tripping. 
from the other day when he set the car on fire and he says, don't, don't even trip. We cool. As if they were the ones yeah. that did something wrong and he didn't light their car on fire. Yeah, yeah. Which he says it's okay that he funny. lit their car on fire. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's fine that I lit your car on fire. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. Pretty funny. Then he has the fucking audacity to ask them how much money they're making. <laughs> And, and says, then, if I would, if I made that much money, I would get that mole removed off of my face. <laughs> That's when he goes from funny to a little mean. Damn, man, there's no, there's no call for that. Your jokes are fine. The handshake, even how much money he pay you, which is pretty funny. Um, get that mole removed, idiot. You have enough money, get the mole off of your face. That's that's cold as ice, man. That is. I mean, he, he should have just said, hey, get that mole checked out. I think it might be cancerous. Yeah. <laughs> At least to make him sound sort of nice. But he just makes fun of one of his, un, his a physical trait he has nothing to do with. Yeah, and then... Um, hey, something... loser, nice gap between your teeth. <laughs> yeah, Whoa, yeah. Kind of mean. <laughs> something he can't help at all. <laughs> Um, then the creme de la creme, in my opinion, he um, says the weirdest line. He says uh, he saw them in the club the other night, and they had those nice shirts on. They got the hamburger meat hanging out the front. And I think he's making a reference to Fuckboy Mozart's shirt. Yeah, I think he's making a reference to everyone in Miami deciding they don't need to button nearly as many buttons as they should. And oh, these dorks The hamburger meat is their chest. I think it's their chest hair. You're right. Yep. Now right? that you, because that's like yeah, a, that's a yeah. thing that was like in the club we've already made jokes about weirdos with their with their seventies chest hair out. That seems like a Miami move. Why he refers to it as their hamburger meat, I'm not sure. Now that you put it that way, that's absolutely what he's saying. I thought he was referring to their flamboyant shirts at first. But it it's, certainly it's, is their <laughs> chest, now that you point that you out. You don't, when he says your hamburger meat, he, you don't have much to go off of, because that is utter nonsense. Yeah, um, it's it's. you're definitely right, though. It's definitely the, the open chest shirt but it is a weird situation. Line. Yeah, um, it's he awesome, also says something. He also says something that I'm glad you didn't bring up, because I want to bring up for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. He uh, says something about their silk shirts and all the jewelry. jewelry the jewelry. All the jewelry that they We got to be careful here on the accent, Stone. We might be getting into dangerous territory making fun of the jewelry pronunciation. <laughs> I'm not making fun of any accents. I'm making fun of DJ Khaled specifically. <laughs> okay, okay. Because there is a one of the funniest clips... One of my favorite clips on the internet. So funny that me and Brianna make this dumb joke to each other, I don't know, once every week. <laughs> sure. Where DJ Khaled is in some radio talk show, and he's talking about the, his jewelry. And he says, it's not, it, it's not about the jewelry. It's not about the jury. It's not about the jury. And he says, jury, three times in a row. <laughs> and then the host immediately calls him out as that's not even close to how you say jewelry. <laughs> And it's so Who's funny. the host? I don't even know. Um, is it the is that morning radio show? Is it Charlemagne? It's it's a morning radio show that plays rap music. I don't know who. All I know is was this it a twelve bald, second clip. Like buff bald dude that says it? I don't I'm know. dying it's, to know who it was. Again, it's a twelve I'll I'll put the clip in um somewhere in this. 
And the problem is, DJ Khaled owes nobody no money. First of all, I have so much jewelry. I got more jewelry, and it's not even about the jewelry, because you know, it's jewelry. You know, you know, jewelry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, is okay, great. But it's you're a 12-second clip. Ton of editing work today. I know. I'm giving myself a ton of work, but that's how you know it's going to be a banger of an episode, or hot garbage, or the worst one we've ever done. Ugh, either or. Yeah. But um, it's not about the jewelry. Is a line that me and Brianna say back and forth to each other, and it just tickles me. So when Roman said it, it also tickled. Me. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. Um, and in, then in the meantime, whilst Roman the is meantime, distracting them, he's um, doing a great job, by the way. Yeah, he is. He's doing distracting it. them. No, and legitimately, a yeah. Good, uh, comedic relief in this scene. He's doing yeah. both of those things well. Great job, Tyrese, on this scene, and to whoever put it together. I agree. Yeah. So props where props are due. This scene is fun, um, and it makes sense in the context of the movie. Also, uh, both uh, unfortunately. Of the, both of the, both of the uh, goons play it so straight, it's very funny. It is. It's, it's it's a good scene. I will say, unfortunately wasted by Brian and Monica doing absolutely fucking nothing to um, hide her presence in the back. So I don't know why they needed a distraction. Monica doesn't leave the houseboat until those guys get on the houseboat. Roman is putting it all on the line, distracting them, doing his thing, doing his Roman thing. And inside... They're just having a pointless conversation and for sure not getting her out as quickly as possible, which is, yeah, dude. Mm, I don't know, dick move to Roman. Not only are they not getting her out, dude, uh, one, they're going one step further and taking the liberty of doing a little smooching in the back. Yeah, she continues to say, don't make the run, Brian. You will die. More upsetting news in the morning. Yeah. And, and then, then they kisses do a little him. smooch. It's so weird. It's so awkward, dude. So that's the reason I asked you if they've kissed earlier, because it's, like, <laughs> extremely casual, like, like it's how I would, like, kiss Courtney goodbye now after we've been dating for a really long time. Um, Like, I'm leaving the house, like, for the day's work, you know? Yeah, it, it was the kind of kiss that wasn't a first kiss. It was not a first kiss. It's super weird. It's like It's like they kissed in the club and it got cut later. Maybe. It's how I kiss my homies goodbye, what? basically, is the kind of kiss. <laughs> right, right. It's very casual. It's very quick. There's not much to it, but it's a, I got a scram. Here's a smooch. Yeah, it's really weird how casual <laughs> it is for a first kiss. I just want to pull attention to that. And then she goes into the only other room in the houseboat, and it's the bathroom, where she looks around. She goes go in there the not knowing. Thinks. Yeah, she goes in there having no idea if there's an exit, by the way. While if the I other get guys, really small, can I yeah. fit behind the toilet? I don't know. <laughs> right. The other so simultaneous to this happening, the large goons are holding Brian and Roman at gunpoint to enter oh, the yeah. boat. Yeah, they storm onto the boat, guns a drawn. Monica finally decides maybe it's a good idea to get out of here, so she goes into the fucking bathroom. Dumb. Where she then looks up and finds a window going up. A skylight, if you will. A skylight, one might call it. Yes. Also known as a roof window in the <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, right. And she presumably, we don't see this, goes through it. But also, then she's just on top of Brian's houseboat. On the boat, yeah. That's that's not very tall. It's maybe, like, from the dock. I bet it's 
I don't know, what, eight feet to the roof? Yeah, it like, would be you could painfully jump and see obvious what's up there. <laughs> seeing someone coming out of that window onto the top of this fucking thing. For sure. Also, the guy's in the boat. He would, like, hear someone on the roof, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, undoubtedly so. So, but she, to be fair, she's an FBI agent. Maybe she has sick FBI sneaking skills. Uh, yeah, uh, fair point. Yeah, fair play. Maybe Did something being on your side? Yeah, I plugged in my computer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was uh, hoping to not have my computer die in the middle of a recording as well oh, as not record the first half. The podcast gods are not on our side. What have we done to anger them? Well, now, to be fair, I did plug it in, uh, which I oh, okay. might have forgot to. So maybe they're back with us now. Maybe they're back. We're back on their good side. Yes. After my sacrifice of F123, <laughs> that, again, audience, I have gotten, uh, I or I don't want to get hate for this. I promise I didn't purposely ruin Stone's big moment. <laughs> I feel bad about it. He does, and that's what makes it funnier. <laughs> if you had purposely done it, I'd be mad at you because that's a mean joke. That's but No, that's that way was... too mean. My bits last like five seconds during your thing. Not ruin the whole that's what, segment. That's what makes it extra funny. You accidentally ruin the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's dude. really funny. It's really funny when you think about oh, it. Oh fuck! Oh, Anyways, where were we? Away. They they put, their guns are drawn, um, and then the goon that was inside comes back out after looking into an empty bathroom. Indeed. And then Roman punches the guy with the gun. Not a great move, but also he's not law enforcement so of course he's gonna do something stupid yeah this is what you get and then they pull guns on each other yeah brian, brian somehow disarms gun. the guy pointing a gun directly in his face which again wild he's a cop i guess that makes sense just yeah. like monica's sneaking skills and good roman's training. incompetence yes good tra- okay fair enough yeah we're on the writer's so, side for this one yeah we're i'm on the writer's side and then i'm not on the writer's side for this one where they Uh-oh. do a full 20 seconds of yelling put the gun down at each other <laughs> in spanish and english <laughs> they do both languages <laughs> which is awesome this could have been a back and forth, put the gun down, no you situation, but instead they go back and forth too many times, and it was a full 20 seconds of that. And how, when did Brian pick up Spanish, I guess, while he's been in Miami, huh? I guess, man. Brian's talking to him in a full uh, Spanish conversation, <laughs> like a high a pressure, a high pressure one. Dude, it's a lot of put the gun down. A lot of it. Like, too much. Oh, yeah. A ton, like, an out- outrageous they, they amount. They get their point across. Uh, both of them want the gun down. Neither seems willing. Yes, and uh, much to the satisfaction of viewer and people there alike, uh, Fuckface comes strolling up and says, Enough, enough. They had they started this scene and had no idea how what they were going to do to get the guns down. You can't just go, okay, I guess after 20 seconds of that, I'll put my gun down. Yeah. After 15 seconds, they're committed. They are committed. No one's putting the gun down. Someone's gonna die unless something else inter- or someone else intervenes. And lucky for them, someone does. Uh, someone does, yeah. Fuckface, I said earlier, Carter Verone uh, is his name. Uh, what the hell is he doing there, dude? Dude, I don't know. He's my man sent his two goons there, or came with them, and then didn't go himself. What? What? What's the point of that? But he makes a late entrance, 
um, very dramatic. But yeah, was he just sitting in the car this whole time? And he's like, fuck, I told these guys to be 10 minutes or less. And they're taking so long. (laughs) And they're they're way longer, which makes sense. Roman was holding him up. Yeah. He proceeds to not give a shit about his goons being held at gunpoint by his other goons. And then... Uh, cool as ice says, guys, we're done here. Let's go. And ever, the situation totally uh, de-escalated. Yes, uh, Carter, thank you for yeah, getting I mean, all of us out of this scene, quite frankly. Yeah, well, I don't know how else it would have ended other than someone dying. But luckily, yeah. Carter saved a life, I think, in this moment. Uh, yeah, I think so. Maybe several. We uh, maybe it could have been a bloodbath, man. If he wasn't there, this could have been the end of the movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, maybe should have been. We then though <laughs> get out of there and get to uh, my favorite scene uh, so far in this movie. Wait, or my but favorite he gives line. him one. He gives oh, him sure. one piece of information too. Oh yeah, I guess that is important. We learned that the goons are riding with the boys tomorrow on the run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, and that's dangerous news. for a guy. If I was an, un- an undercover cop and they were riding with me and I knew the plan was for them to kill me, I probably wouldn't go, I'm just going to say. I'd say, hey, uh, boss. Boss man. Um, I don't I don't want to die. I know what we're doing is important, but it's not worth my own life. Huge however, yeah. Huge however, they're not going to say that. Um, but then the next scene... We get we get some, An awesome we get some line, dude. A scene for the boys. Here's the dialogue of the next line. Let me set it up for you. They go to the same weird abandoned warehouse they've been going to. Uh, two undercover cops Guard, are there. You're missing you're missing a crucial scene. What? What? We go back to Verone's oh, yes. pad That's where true. he That's asks true. Monica, where have you been? And then we look at her in a bikini for far too long and she says I was out with my friends, even though, why didn't she use the line, I went out running? That looks like what she was doing. Would make and then he more says, sense. okay. <laughs> yeah, we make a lot more sense. Um, he says, okay, and it's scene. fine. Yeah. What is, what <laughs> is her role at undercover here, by the way? Is she's his girlfriend? Because she I also, like, runs the business a little bit. I think he, she is... Um, being tapped by Verone, as Roman would say, and also his business partner, which is kind of like feminist of him if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that job would fucking suck, huh? Yeah. Her job <laughs> I mean, is to is to have sex with a real scummy guy. Oh, uh oh. Um, big uh oh, big uh oh. Um, also, is that legal to be asked of her? Who knows. Is she really having sex with him, or is she just playing hard to get? And Dude, Ron, I don't know. Do undercover and, uh, cops? And respects her boundaries. Probably not from the last time we saw Dude, kissed and he choked her. Do undercover cops have to bang people sometimes? That would That's a untalked it, it, about part of the job, huh? <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, it's Weird. Like, I it's, mean, people go undercover for, like, years, like... I get. I mean, it'd be. Brian I mean, it'd does be it like, for fun. But... Be, I mean, in real life, uh, this has just occurred to me. Like, if they don't have a girlfriend in the same lifestyle after, I mean, if say they're undercover for like three years, you know, yeah, they're not sleeping with anyone. They don't have a girlfriend, and they show no interest in like 
getting with anyone uh, to connect with girlfriend wise or or wife wise. Is this while they're undercover? <laughs> while they're undercover. While they're undercover. Do the uh, do I mean isn't that relationships? Aren't the like f- the criminals there kind of like <laughs> yo yo? Craig doesn't like it, like does Craig is Craig asexual? Dude, that's so funny. That's such a funny bit of drug cartels <laughs> trying to set up the undercover cop on a blind date. And he keeps turning it down. Yeah, he just keeps not liking the dates. The guys are like, the guys are like, he's like no married, dates. so he doesn't actually go out with any of the. The, the drug dealers the are so nice and so supportive. They're yeah, like, oh, they... really. It's my cousin's friend. Yeah. She's super nice. She runs a small business. She's an accountant. She does... yeah, she, yeah. yeah, she she owns an accounting firm. Um, she's great. She's your age. You have all the same interests. I should hook you up. And he's like, no, no. And then privately, they're like. Do you think that he's like not into girls? Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's not okay. Into then they bring that up. Or... Hey, hey, if you're into dudes, you can tell us. We're all open here. Like, no, no hard feelings. Like, please let us know. And he's like, no, no, no. Yeah, it's like, no, I don't, I don't like either. I just don't like uh, uh, connect uh, romantic just, uh, connection. I in my life where I don't think uh, dating's the best for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm kind of a bad guy. I, I want to work on myself. All the drug dealers are concerned. He's like, he needs someone. Yeah. We really make him happy. We really want what's best for <laughs> yeah. our good drug dealers. The hardened criminals, dude. That's a funny, that's a funny sketch. Oh, that's Put a that good down bit. in our yeah. uh, sketch notebook. Yeah, no one take this. This is our thing. <laughs> yeah, we're trademarking it right now. Uh, if, you TM, do, if you do it Stone later, we're going to... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're looking anyway. at you, SNL. That's right. If I, if I see this shit on SNL, I'm going to be pissed. And I'm going to kick Pete Davidson's ass. That's right. You heard that here first, Pete. I think he's the only cast member I could beat up. <laughs> oh, get wrecked. Maybe Kyle Mooney, but he might be a he might be a bit of a crazy wild card. I would never try to fight Kyle Mooney. I wouldn't either out of respect for him. Out of respect for his comedy. I love <laughs> it. Uh, let's get back on track. We're way off the rails. Okay, so we get a pointless conversation, which is an excuse to show... Uh, Fuente is in a bathing suit that yes. leads to no plot. More furthering. importantly, though, we finally get to the scene <laughs> I keep saying is my favorite. <laughs> you the do. The best line ever. That's We're been back. built up so much, it's not funny anymore. But I'll say We're it anyway. We're back at work. The boys are back at work. Yes. Everyone's there, including Agent Bilkins, who has a wild Hawaiian shirt on. <laughs> the guys walk into the room having just have uh having just had their lives threatened. They're literally going to die tomorrow if they keep doing the plan. And the so first much thing has happened. Yeah. The first they watched thing, someone get tortured with a rat yes, last night. Yeah, literally last night. The first thing Brian says to him is, Nice shirt, Bilkins. <laughs> Dude, that is so fucking funny to me. Their and lives Bilkins have been says, threatened and shit. And they go out of their way to fuck with Bilkin still. And Bilkin says, it's my day off. <laughs> God bless Bilkin, dude, man. That's so awesome, man. What a weird thing to write into that part, dude. I, I laughed hard when they said that. His shirt is yellow and has what looks like tropical fish on it. It's the weirdest uh, tone shift ever, man. Um, and it's awesome. 
You know, I'm just here to say, after all the shit we give Bilkins, I like to see that he's enjoying his time away from work. You know, because you don't you don't see that enough in people in high stress jobs yeah, like you need Bilkins. A healthy work life balance. That's right. Of course, of course, he's going to show up to this abandoned seafood restaurant uh-huh. when his boys are calling because he's got his boys back and he has an important job. <laughs> but, absolutely, absolutely. But when he's away from his work. He's living his best life wearing a bizarro yellow shirt with red and blue sea fish on it. Yeah, he likes and to I enjoy And I love that himself. for Bilkins. Yeah, good for him. A the- nice pair of cargo shorts. I can't see his feet, but I assume it's flip-flops. It's got to be flops. It's got to be Or slides. Flops. Could be slides. Um, Guard, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose a question to you. What do you think he was up to? Bilkins? Yeah, what was Bilkins up to? Oh, there's no that, doubt in my mind that, that he was just a sick shirt and some cargo shorts. He was sitting he was sitting in a chair on a beach having a beer and doing nothing else, man. Doing nothing else. Thanks. Maybe he was wearing a big straw hat or had, maybe had a big umbrella. He went to the, the beach sand. with no intention of swimming. Yeah, maybe 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 this week's crossword puzzle. That absolutely. Hell, a Sudoku. Yeah, yeah, absolutely that. Um, I like that. Yeah, dude, that shirt's that shirt's too busy and too loud to be fishing in. I think to be doing an active activity. I agree. Yeah, it's a it's a lounge and shirt. It's not, There's no other way to say it. Bilkins doesn't go out. Maybe maybe he Fuck went no. to his favorite You'd be his favorite seafood restaurant. He would have got, his... got himself a nice clam chowder. Yeah, that sounds like something to eat. You would get you'd get your ass kicked if you showed up to the club from the earlier scene in that shirt. Yeah, you would, you would. And he has way too many buttons going up. Maybe he showed up to his favorite coffee, a tiki bar. Tiki bar. Yeah, I see that, beachside. Dude, we're in Miami. We're in Miami. <laughs> a beachside tiki bar with a with a nice mixed drink to unwind after the work. Well, anyway, Bilkins doesn't get to enjoy... And I bet he has a, a, a nice honey on his on his arm as well. Shout out, Bilkins. No doubt, yeah. Uh, he unfortunately doesn't get to enjoy any Or that. a loving wife. He is older. Yeah, wh- whatever. Either way, I, I don't. He doesn't strike me as a wife guy. Yeah, uh, the club scene is not for him. No, he uh, doesn't get to enjoy any of that because he has to fucking uh, tell the guys some bullshit about how they're gonna die. So he doesn't think they should work. The cops are like, "Fuck you! This is our jurisdiction. You go risk your lives." <laughs> Brian says they're gonna kill us at the drop. I heard from our other undercover friend that they're going to kill us. It -hmm. seems like valid information. Why else would she tell us that if she'd flipped, uh, she definitely wouldn't be telling us that they're planning on killing us. Mm -hmm. So it's good information. Bilkins being the cool dude he is says, okay, that's it. I'm calling it. The other Homeland security says you wait one minute. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, fuck these guys. Quite frankly, they're criminals anyway. What are we saving them for? He says, you are not going to, you think I'm going to put your life above my promotion? You got another thing coming, buckaroo. And then our five minutes ends. Mm -hmm. That's the end of Um, it for us. We learn that we are reassured that Bilkins is a cool dude. And, uh, well, I mean, I guess he wasn't that cool. He wasn't that cool um, last season. But he's really turned a page in his life. He's living that Miami life. He's relaxed. He's feeling good. He's feeling good. He's feeling his boys. He doesn't want to put him in danger. The other cop says, fuck that. You're going straight into danger. Mm-hmm. And that's where it leaves us. Um, and that's guard. where our five minutes concludes today. With a great shirt. Mm-hmm. And uh, guard, do you think they're going to still do the run? Oh, undoubtedly. Do you think, yeah. 
<laughs> you think they're just going to put their lives? Who's going to make the call? Are the our two boys going to make the call? Yeah, or Brian or and so? Roman are going to make the call. They're going to make the call because that's pretty cool of them to do. Yeah, they're going to be badass yeah, and still go through with it. That's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. No right. doubt in my mind. Um, this has been an eventful morning for the boys and for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a eventful big, evening for us. No <laughs> a doubt. big edit ahead of me. I've been recording for an hour and five minutes, and I doubt we're going to be at an hour and five minutes in the episode. So, yeah, just we'll a little cool. we'll behind be a, the scenes, a tight forty-five maybe. <laughs> uh, but with all that said, guard. Yes. Do you have any other stuff you'd like to leave us with? I might have done enough tonight, enough damage. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man comes out soon. That looks cool. I'm going to go see that. I'll let you know. And, and my two other th- stuffs are <clears throat> Spider-Man Homecoming and mm-hmm. uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 2. Nice. All right. I watched them both, and I think they, those two together, along with uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, are definitively the three best Spider-Man movies. Wow, okay. That's my hot take. Um, hmm, I'm a big spider head. Um, well, hold on. Did you put a... Did you, you did say Into the Spider-Verse, right? Those are the top three. They're all yeah, good that's correct, for a different then. reason. That's the correct list. I will agree. Um, well, that's all the time <laughs> we have for tonight, Stone. That's all of it. But as always, um, make sure your recording is on when you're recording a podcast. Oh, <laughs> Always double check.